0: Good evening, good day, good whatever to ladies and gentlemen. This is Kareem Cromfley and this is the Audio Drama Hub podcast. And today on the show, uh, I am interviewing uh, one of the people behind a wonderful website called Podchaser. I'm interviewing Cole Raven. Hello, Cole. Hi. Cole and the Podchaser team produce the website, which is a wonderful method of accessing and discovering and rating and reviewing podcasts that's not based from a certain fruit-based uh, company out of Cupertino, California. Cole, can you tell us what led you to create the Podchaser site, please? Sure, I'd be, I'd be happy to. And
1: I think it kind of it leads into a big reason why we have um, really supported the audio drama community from the early days of Podchaser, and that was just discovery, especially, uh, in, in the beginning of podcasting, it's, it's getting better over time, but especially in the beginning is, has, has just been really tough. So episode level discovery for shows that have backlogs of hundreds and hundreds of episodes, there's really no good metadata on that. And there's no good way to discover the people behind the production of my favorite podcasts. So it was really just to scratch our own itch. Um, we wanted to know who who the people producing and creating these awesome, awesome shows were, because while many podcasts uh, continue to give people credit, maybe at the end at the end of the show, or you might be able to go to a podcast website. There's really no good centralized collection of metadata for podcasting that's discoverable for the masses, that is a third party that's agnostic and unbiased, so that just like with IMDb for the movie and TV industry, or like a Wikipedia, um, you can discover the people that are creating your favorite content and follow them and support them by listening to more of their content or sharing it with your friends. So that's that's how we got started a couple years ago, um, and since then, you know, we've been kind of working uh, and building on that ever since.
0: Fantastic. Now, the IMDB of podcasts is is a well-trod phrase when it comes to a number of sites which are trying to purport to do the same thing as you guys. What makes Podchaser special from your perspective? What makes it as useful as it is? So there
1: there have been a few websites uh, that have touted the phrase IMDB for podcasts. That's a really great way... To introduce somebody to Podchaser and explain what we do from a credits collection and displaying creator profiles and and from that perspective. But there's just so much more to what Podchaser is than just that. Um, And a big piece of this has to do with a lot of the partners that we've started to work with. So we are working with many of the hosting platforms to build integrations on the back end so that whenever podcast creators release an episode, you can actually put credits information into your RSS feed that can then be displayed on Podchaser and distributed directly to all of our partners so that you don't have to rely on listeners going directly to Podchaser. We're not counting on the entire world of podcast listeners to know what Podchaser is necessarily tomorrow. What we want is to be a sort of backbone of data for that, that then... That data can be displayed uh, on our other partner platforms. So, for example, on Radio Public, or Player FM, or Castbox, or all of these other great, great services that are already um, they are they already have this really active user base of of podcast listeners. So, we want to bring um, especially independent podcast content to the forefront on all of these platforms. We think that it is really uh, going to be a community effort to compete with some of the walled garden data approaches of the, of the big behemoth companies out there that are collecting and hoarding, um, a lot of like ratings data and metadata on podcasts. So today, um, you know, you can see PodChaser credits, um, live on the player FM app. Uh, it's going live in radio public. It's going live in many of these other podcast apps. So Uh, there, there really is no other company doing exactly that today. And there's no other company that is, uh, building what we're building for, uh, for, for next year, which, you know, I'm happy to share a little bit about, um, but we've got some really exciting stuff in development that we're excited to start talking about here soon.
0: Fantastic. I mean, I suppose the, the classic thing is the IMDB, of course, started out with people manually putting details in, um, but that was in the nineties when people had time and <laughs> things like that. You're using a much more automated approach, and uh, this sounds like the, the partnerships with the various podcast platforms sounds like a really cool thing as well. Is this the way you find? it makes it a lot more scalable. I mean, how, how many people are in the Podchaser team? Because the platform capabilities are immense.
1: Yeah. So we, we only started with uh, the four co-founders. So uh, me and I'm based in, I'm actually in Hawaii for the next few months, but I came from Indiana. Um, our uh, other co-founder and CEO, Bradley in Kentucky, and then our CTO and designer in Australia. And as a, as a team of four, we've been, we've been building this for the last, you know, since really inception was January of about 2016. So it's been, you know, over three years now since, we, since the original idea. But since then, we've grown to a team. If you include, uh, you know, contractors and part-time people helping us out on this, we're over 10 at this point. And uh, I would say I think we're at six or seven full-time. So even you know we're still still a small team, um, and that's prohibited us a little bit from scaling and growing, which is why we're wrapping up right now um, our next round of of fundraising. So we actually have some money coming in to continue to build Pod Chaser. Um, we've had the opportunity to meet some. Some great investors who believe in what we're doing and in in the discovery of podcast content, so um, they're they're supporting us in in the next phase of growth for Podchaser. So we'll probably grow from our current six or seven to maybe up to ten employees um, in the next six months or so.
0: Fantastic. it's um wonderful to hear you guys are doing well and uh, you know good luck with the fundraising. It's a very distributed team, I suppose. That's the way with some uh, projects these days. You guys communicate with Slack, and you actually make your Slack open to the, the wider community to help, because Podchaser is still beta, I suppose, technically. One thing I found is you guys are really, really responsive on the Slack. You take suggestions, you see bug, it, bug things, et cetera. How that helped engaging with the community for you guys?
1: Yeah, we have, I think it's almost 700 people in our community Slack channel, and You probably, you know, you'll see some activity in a lot of the public open channels. Um, I would say most of the activity is actually people talking directly to our founding team, suggesting features that they think we should build or reporting issues and things like that. And we've really relied heavily on that because we have so many people who are passionate about keeping up to date with the credits for their favorite shows or. Um, you know, tracking like their listening history on Podchaser and keeping up to date with new content with like regularly updated lists. So all of those, all those active people are able to communicate directly with our founding team, which I think makes us pretty unique in a lot of ways. Um, You know, with, with many other, especially startups, we have, we have so much going on, but we, we try our best to not, not forget our roots and where we came from and where we came from was you know, wanting to, wanting to scratch our own itch. Yeah. But, uh, really the entire concept of Podchaser was built on surveys of listeners and creators and what they wanted to see the direction, uh, of Podchaser go. So anything that we build, the very first step that we take when we have an idea is we pose that idea to our community. And so I will likely um, reach out directly to 10, 20 or 30 people, you know, in our community Slack channel and say, hey, what do you think about this? Like we're thinking about, you know, doing things this way or rearranging our roles for this new system that we're creating, or we're, we want to build this new feature, but we don't, don't know if people are interested in this or would use it. And that's how we make our decisions. You know, we don't think that we have all the answers. You know, I don't personally create or produce an you know, audio drama. So I rely a, a lot on people like you, frankly, to help with the direction of the product because we know that we don't have the answers. So we've tried our best to build a really strong and active community that is invested in what we're building and will support us you know, as we continue to grow.
0: I'll be honest, I have been a fanboy since the early days, especially when you first popped up saying, hey guys, we're about to build this site. What would you like to see? And I think the first thing I popped up was, an audio drama category, please. And uh, It wasn't there to start with, but uh, you gave us the tags initially, and then you enabled us to convert the tags into actual categories, which was lovely. Uh, and thank you very much for that. And it's made um, accessibility much easier for the community, etc. And uh, And more and more are picking up every day. I have noticed ever so recently that the... Social media footprint of podchaser and podcast creators posting about it is really starting an uptick. Are you seeing that from your side, uh, not just from the audio drama, but on on, on the wider podcast uh, community?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you noticed. You know, I actually had to uh, turn off my Twitter notifications a couple of days ago because uh, you know it's got to the point to where it's been. Distracting, but in a good way. You know, we have, I've got a new message or a new comment or something coming in, um, you know, every 30 seconds on my phone. So I have to like turn it off for a few hours at a time so I can get work done. Um, but that's, you know, I'll give all the credit to um, Dave, who is our new head of marketing that we brought on um, a couple of months ago. And he produces a couple of big podcasts. And we wanted to bring more people in on our team who actually have experience in the creation of podcasts, because we started building this as listeners, really. Um, So we wanted uh, a wider perspective internally on our team. But also Dave is just, he's just uh, a brilliant, you know, marketing mind who has really helped us tap into the community and, and spread awareness about the things that we're building and the value of the things that we're building. Because there are just so many different little, little features on Podchaser that, we think are incredibly valuable, but there's just so much to do and so much untapped potential that spreading the word about those things, you know, really requires the full time attention of somebody. So that's why we've you know, brought on Dave. So we're really, really excited about that. I'm glad, you know, you know you've noticed we've worked hard on that. We put a lot of time and effort thinking about that, that especially like Twitter, Facebook, you know, Instagram. Um, we don't spend any money on marketing uh, besides, you know, hiring Dave, as a, as a head of marketing, we don't spend, you know, money on Facebook ads or anything because we don't, you know, convert people to paid users on Podchaser. It's not something that we can, you know, monetize necessarily. So we rely entirely on Google search traffic and organic social activity. And that's, that's entirely how we, how we grow. And that's how we want to continue to grow because if people are excited about what we're doing online, then we know, we know we're doing the right thing.
0: Excellent. I mean, I, I know I'm I'm dragging people onto the platform as as quickly as I can, because yeah, other creators don't necessarily know about it, and we bring them on when we can. I love the site. It helps me find other things, helps me rate and review the podcasts I love and uh, follow as well, without having to download Apple podcasts, because I don't use an Apple, I use an Android. Uh, and of course, those people who just um, listen on the web, a lot, a lot of people do. I suppose it's one of those things whereby it's been wonderful to watch and dragging people into understanding who you are, where you are, helps you guys grow. And it helps us have visibility of our shows as well. You're giving us lots of sharing tools that say, oh, this is my review about this. And those lists, which are are really quite cool. I've been experimenting with those over the last few months, producing a couple of lists, uh, making one public and one private and just trying to break the system, which, of course, I naturally do. You say you you've got you've got these growth plans and and ideas I'm presuming it's vC funding or something similar at the moment. Where do you plan to make money in the future if that's the kind of thing you can actually talk about so we
1: we in the beginning you know we we didn't really know we just knew we knew this was something that was needed. We figured if enough people used it, you know maybe we could make money on something like advertising or you know who knows we wanted to get into podcasting early as it was growing and and we knew that this was Uh, untapped potential. So that's, that's kind of where it started with the idea of, you know, maybe we do something simple like advertising and, you know, that's how IMDb makes most of their money with things like new feature uh, films, uh, you know, like a a new Godzilla movie will be released and then Godzilla will jump out of your screen when you go to imdb.com. You know, I would, I'd prefer not to do things like that. Um, That's, that's just been the classic way that websites like this make money but then i really want to take this and and something else that dave our new new head of marketing is helping with is we're we're hoping to build and and this is this is why we're raising this next round of funding we're we're building a new sort of marketplace and this is really kind of the first the first time i've talked publicly about this at all. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because there are some features specifically for the audio drama community that I think will be very interesting, but most people don't know that almost almost a third, about a quarter to a third of IMDb's revenue comes from IMDb Pro subscriptions. And so that's really valuable for, you know, executive producers and actors and people to get contact information for the industry. And one thing that's really lacking in podcasting today is connecting people in the industry, whether that is hosts and guests, whether that's producers or editors who are looking for work or voice actors who want to showcase their talent and potentially get on more podcasts. So we're working on a uh, a Podchaser Pro is what we're calling it. And it will be a data-driven marketplace for the industry. So with this entirely unique data set of credits that we're collecting, what we'll be able to do is say this person was a voice actor on these four shows. This other new show just put out a casting call, and they're looking for talent for these specific roles. And we think that this person would be good for that role, and we'll connect those people. We'll kind of connect the dots there. So, you know, for for someone like you, say that you decide to create a new show, you could put up, you know, a casting call of some sort, or say that you're looking for an editor. And you'd be able to make that sort of posting. And then using our our proprietary recommendation algorithms, we'll be able to point you to specific people that might be a good fit. Um, And then we'll also allow people to submit their creator profiles on Podchaser as a resume of sorts. So you can actually go listen to previous maybe audio dramas that they've contributed to um, other podcasts that they've been a guest on and see if they're a good fit for your show. So that's something that we're working on, and it'll likely be you know 2020 whenever that that comes out.
0: That sounds very exciting, actually. I mean, I, I admit I already do use my Podchaser profile as sort of my resume because at the end of the day, it's one of the best ways of easily putting up the work I do. And let's be honest, I'm putting up one or two credits a week or a month at the moment, so I've got I've got a pretty good uh, list on there myself, and. It's a really nice, easy way of showing us. Look, here's my link. Have a look at that. You can see what I do. Uh, it does make life easy. So the fact that it's going to allow creators and talent to connect one uh, one another sounds like a really cool idea. Fantastic. So there you have it. We have a, an exclusive on the audio drama hub. That's a fantastic insight into the site. Thank you, Cole. Is there anything else you'd like to plug? Any new, any other new things, or are, are we happy with where you are? The new
1: social feed that we have been, uh, giving early access to, there's about 700 people right now who are actively engaged in that social feed. So if you, if you're one of those early testers, early users, um, thanks so much for trying that out. I've seen a lot of really great audio drama activity in there. Um, and people, people discovering new shows, you know, we did a survey, uh, that 120 people responded to out of those initial 700, who have unlocked the feed and over half of them say that they've discovered at least three new podcasts because, because of the social feed. And that was, that's our entire goal, um, in building this new, this new social feed. So you can see all activity that's happening on Podchaser. You can follow specific people to see their new appearances. So that's something that we're really excited about. And that's actually going live, um, in the next week. So very likely by the time this episode is out. Uh, the social feed will be live. It'll be, uh, it's, it's replacing the homepage of Podchaser entirely. So you can just kind of browse through that. It's almost like a, like your Facebook wall or, or something, um, you know, or your Twitter feed, but specifically for podcasting. So anytime you make a, an update to a list, other people are going to see it. Anytime you follow somebody rate review, like something, um, it's, it's going to show up there. So um, I've already found a ton of new great podcasts to listen to because of it. And I hope that I hope that other people do, too. And and we're actually some of the uh, partners that we're working with will very, very likely start seeing activity from other apps and platforms appear on that social feed because Podchaser is not aiming to compete as a podcast listening platform. We just hope to be an aggregator so that you can you can discover content cross platform. So um, we're hoping to to pull in activity elsewhere as well, um, and I'm really excited to see where that goes as soon as we open it up to you know 30,000 people instead of 700.
0: Cole, thank you very very much for your time. I know your time is precious, and have a lovely rest of your day. You as well. Thanks so
1: much for having me.